Hello, and welcome to another Veterinary Team Training Podcast. My name is Amy Newfield, and I'm both the host and owner of Veterinary Team Training. Check out all of our other podcasts and blogs at vetteamtraining.com, and you can find them under the Members Only section. So today, I really want to talk to you about how to deal with your emotions during very busy hospital days. You know the days I'm talking about. It's not just a busy day. It's balls to the beeping walls busy. And it starts the minute you walk into the hospital, maybe even before you walk into the hospital because someone gives you a heads up, it's going to be insane and you're dreading even walking in. And then you realize everyone else is on edge and the clients are on edge and even the pets are on edge and it never stops. You barely have any time to eat or drink and at some point about six, seven, eight hours into your shift, you realize you have not hydrated and conversely, you have not urinated. It is absolutely insane. And you're exhausted. You're not only mentally exhausted, but your feet are burning. Your bones are aching. You are physically sore. How do we handle our emotions on these busy days? How can we keep a little bit of our soul so that we can go home and come back in and do it all over again? Okay, step one in being able to manage your emotions better actually starts with just recognizing what emotions you're having and who or what is causing or driving that emotional response from you. I know you're saying, Amy, I know why I'm having my emotions. I'm burned out. I'm freaking exhausted and it's day in and day out and that's why I'm angry all the time. Yes. But it's probably deeper than that. And it probably didn't start off with just plain anger. So for a lot of us, specifically those of us who are dealing with burnout, remember, at some point you went into this veterinary industry and you loved it. I mean, on day one, you started a brand new job. You loved everything about the practice. You thought, this is great. I This is why I went into this field. I absolutely love what I'm doing. But now you're on day number 9,252 and you are exhausted. But how did you get to that? And so the terminology of understanding your own emotions is called emotional intelligence. Now, standard IQ tests are still considered a standard in testing your levels of intelligence. But one of the things that's missing out of the standard IQ test is your ability for testing emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is the term for all the feeling and the thinking and the learning and the problem solving and even the decision making that we do as a human being. How well do you emotionally handle being human? And it's so funny because we put so much onus on these IQ tests or you know our test scores, but really, You could be brilliant, and some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know someone who's brilliant. They are so gifted in math or science or English or grammar, but then they do not understand how to communicate. They don't understand their own emotions. They don't know how to actually function with another human being. So emotional intelligence is making sure that we have that intellectual skills to understand empathize, and communicate with other people. And it turns out some individuals have better emotional intelligence than other. The good news is, just like math skills or science skills, emotional intelligence can be taught. And so when we're talking about handling our own emotions on these super busy days, we first need to get to the fact and the root of, do we even understand why we're having the emotions that we're having? Because it turns out not a lot of us do. Sure, we might recognize we're angry, what got us to that anger? 
So improving your emotional intelligence, it just starts with accepting I need help, all right? There are just moments in life where I'm freaking the beep out. I don't know why I'm freaking out. I've got anxiety. I don't know what's causing the anxiety. I've got sadness, and I'm not quite sure why I'm always sad. Or uh, I don't understand why I'm angry, but I know I'm angry, and I just need to figure out that stuff, right? So it's okay to say sometimes I'm not the best with my own emotions. Here's a little bit of a secret from me to you. I am not sometimes the best with my own emotions. There have been times where people have called me out on it saying, Amy, that's not the appropriate way you should be responding right now. Fair enough. Every person on earth has had a moment where their emotions have gotten the best of them. Or we didn't understand our own feelings and we provided the wrong emotion potentially for the situation at hand. So here's why we have to dive into our own emotional intelligence a little bit better. It will allow you to know how to handle conflict best. It will know what makes you happy. It will, you will learn what motivates you and you will also learn what helps you to de-stress faster. And when you have better emotional intelligence, then you can remember one very important fact. Only you can control your own emotions. I was just called out on this not that long ago. Having a conversation with a friend got a little heated and I used the following words. I said, you made me get angry. And my friend said, no, you are wrong. I did not make you get angry. Only you made yourself that way. And he was absolutely correct on that. So envision a client screaming at someone at the front desk, or I guess right now, if we're doing a lot of curbside, this person's screaming at someone at the front desk over a telephone, right? The client's enraged. They're screaming at the top of their lungs. They're cursing potentially, right? Even though the appropriate response for that front desk is for their blood to boil, for them to get an elevated heart rate, the reality of that is, is that how the front desk employee reacts is completely up to them. I work with a veterinary technician and I'm telling you right now, she is the epitome of Zen. I have watched clients lose their freaking marbles and they're screaming, you're money grubbing, you don't love animals, I'm going to sue you. And she just uses the kindest and calmest language all the time. I'm sorry that you feel that way. I certainly understand that you're angry. And every time she walks away from a situation like that, she doesn't gossip. She leaves it because she assumes good intention of that client, that the client really, while they are screaming at her, it's not directed at her. It's not even directed at the hospital. They're upset that their dog got hit by a car. Maybe they played a role in that, or maybe it was a complete accident. And now financially they are struggling. And they're upset about that. So they're going to take it out on the veterinary hospital. But it actually has nothing to do with the veterinary hospital. So how you react and how this particular technician reacts is solely based up to that individual. This technician is amazing. So I'm going to tell you what she does. You got to hone in your inner zen. I like to say WWYD. What would Yoda do? Let's think about Yoda. Now, Yoda is really hitting mainstream media right now. If you have not seen The Mandalorian, I am telling you, even if you're not into Star Wars, you just got to pull out the clips of Baby Yoda, okay? 
AKA the child. Just his facial expressions. He's just freaking adorable. That little alien child makes me laugh and giggle every single time. He doesn't really speak. He makes some gurgly noises and my heart melts every single time. But regardless whether or not you know Star Wars or not, you know Yoda. Yoda is this character who does not display a lot of emotions. So always ask yourself when you start feeling your blood boiling, when you feel that anger boiling up into you, think about what would Yoda do? Would Yoda scream back at that client? No. And you may question, does Yoda have even any feelings at all? He does actually. The thing that separates us mere mortals from Yoda is that Yoda has excellent control over his feelings. He is fully aware of the emotions that he is thinking at that moment and he can control his reaction. So we need to BMLY, be more like Yoda in our daily lives. But teaching this to ourselves and to our employees is very difficult, right? So how can we kind of teach ourselves a little bit about our own emotional intelligence? Let's start with looking at ourselves objectively. What would I tell someone if they had these thoughts or emotion? So many of us beat our own selves up. It is just a problem. We have imposter syndromes. We self-doubt a lot. And it's really hard because we defeat our own selves. Before we want to talk to a veterinarian about something that we see in in a pet patient, we think, am I really seeing that? Are they going to think I'm an idiot? Should I bring that up? Those are all emotions that we need to get in check. Look at yourself objectively. If someone's saying to you, I'm really worried about bringing this up to this veterinary technician or this doctor. How would you coach them through that? What does that look like? And you'd say, you know your stuff. Go talk to them about it. And it's okay if you got that one wrong. A lot of people find solace in keeping a journal about their feelings. Uh, They can write down their goals, their plans, their priority. There's been a lot of research that at the top of every hour, so this would be something that you would set on your cell phone uh, as a reminder at the top of every hour, you write down the thoughts that you're having in that exact moment. Just write them down, email them to yourself, text them to yourself, whatever it is, so that you can keep tabs of how emotionally you're doing throughout the day. Just stop and reflect. Meditation is huge for a lot of people, and if it benefits you to meditate about your emotions, do that. Ask a trusted friend to describe you. Just say, do you find that I'm pretty calm? What's the one emotion that I always let go and kind of runs freely? And they may say, you know what? You kind of have a short temper. Or you judge people a lot. Or you kind of seem depressed lately. Ask your coworkers to describe you. Oof, that can be good and bad, right? So... (laughs) Certainly ask them. You want to have a good trusting relationship with your coworkers so they know you know that they're coming from a place of kindness and not malice. That's a really tough one. We're going to talk about getting and building that trust up between coworkers in a couple more podcasts from now. There's even a suggestion that when you are feeling an emotion that you are unhappy about, put a rubber band or a hair band around your wrist and snap it so that it's a very cognitive thought process that you are having that thought you recognize you're having that thought and now you have to figure out ways of getting yourself out of that some of the techniques that we can utilize to decompress 
Reframing is a very powerful tool. That's where we reshape that negative mindset from a good positive mindset. Reframing is one of the most powerful tools that we can kind of teach ourselves and our team. And it just goes back to that power of positivity. For example, when we have a very competent, wonderful doctor that's been with us for, you know, the dawn of time and they decide they want a career change. They're not leaving because they're angry or upset or burnt out. They're just leaving because they want something different and an opportunity presented itself. It's normal for the entire team, including ourselves, to fear and dread the change. That doctor's leaving. Oh my gosh, how are we gonna function without him or her? So reframing that is to recognize that Yes, it is terrible that Dr. So-and-so is leaving, but we have this amazing opportunity to get a new team member into our hospital and we should be excited and embracing that. So certainly just kind of reshaping those negative mindsets into a more positive one. Another great acronym that I really enjoy teaching both myself and and the team is something called STOP. And so it stands for stop, take a breath, observe, and then proceed with your thoughts. Now, The theory about this is very similar to Brendan Bouchard who writes uh, The High Performing Habits and he talks about managing your transition. So it's a very similar thing. Regardless, both of them kind of share the same idea which is just getting control of your own thoughts and emotions by recognizing them up front. And so when you find yourself angry or upset or why did I even go into veterinary medicine, just stop take a breath, observe what is happening around you, and proceed. Here's a really great grounding thing that happened to me not that long ago. Rushing around, it was the ER. Again, balls to the walls crazy. We're not going to sugarcoat it. Um, And I was struggling to just function. And I don't think I ate at all that day. It was 13 hours, tired, exhausted feet. I think it was 10 hours into it, triage after triage after triage, trying so hard to be positive. But in the light of all of this, in my head, what I was hearing my brain say was, oh my gosh, when is it going to end? Oh my gosh, how many more minutes until I go home? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to do this again tomorrow. So I was hearing all these things in my head from doing a triage had this cat in its carrier, opened up a cage door, pulled the cat out of the carrier, threw the cat in the in the cage, and by throw I mean gently placed, but I have no time to waste. Hurry, hurry, chop, chop, I gotta get to the next patient. Tossed the cat there, closed the cage door, ran across the room, grabbing a litter box, grabbing a blanket. I'm throwing feel away on a blanket, and then I look across the room, and there's the cat in the cage staring at me. It's terrified. It's so nervous and it's smelling the bars of the cage and it's tentatively looking out and it flinches when it hears a noise. And I realized in that moment that emotionally I had forgotten why I went into veterinary medicine. I had forgotten about the patient in the cage. I was just going through the motions. I was thinking in my head, what happens if we get another triage? I've got to do this as quick as possible. Come on, kitty. Let's pull you out of your carrier, toss you into a cage. Uh, You'll sit here until we can get some diagnostics on you and move on to the next patient. But here was a cat riddled with its own emotions. 
and I had forgotten to say hello. And I felt terrible. So I opened up the cage door and I said, hey buddy, I'm so sorry you're not feeling well. And in that moment, I just took the time to connect to that veterinary patient because I forgot why I went into this industry for probably most of the day. My emotions had gotten the better of me. My emotions and the busyness and the turmoil and thinking about trying to please everybody, I forgot to please the patients. And whenever you get a cat that will actually let you pet it and enjoys being petted, you should take full advantage of that, people. I'm just saying. So I connected with this cat and this cat kind of let me scratch it. I put in the litter box, gave a blanket, put the cat on top of the blanket. And I just spent like 30 seconds to a minute connecting with this patient. And I felt so good. It felt so good to remember why I was running around with my head chopped off. It was for that cat. But this cat's not the only example because I'm guilty of this all the time and I gather probably a lot of you are as well. We get so busy and we're rushing around and we forget and we grab a leash and we toss it over the dog's neck and we're like, come on, we got you got to go, hurry it up. You got to pee, you got to poop, you got 30 seconds to do both of them. I got to get on to the next patient. I have no time for this. Stop. Look at that dog. That's what we love about medicine. It's pretty freaking awesome. And here we are trying to rush that dog when it just had orthopedic surgery or just got spayed or neutered. And we're like, come on, I've got to get to the next patient. Slow down. Stop. Take a breath. Observe what you are doing and proceed being in a better mindset. It's a really powerful tool just to get control of your own emotions and recognize why you're having the emotions that you're having, right? Most of the emotions that we're having on a busy, crazy, insane day are because of our anxiety and our burnout and our level of exhaustion. And after 20 years or more, actually, in veterinary medicine, I can safely say that while I love emergency medicine and while I do love moving at a super fast pace and I pride myself in multitasking and moving at lightning speed, the one thing that always helps me out with my emotions is to slow down and think, what would Yoda do? And be a little bit more like Yoda. Yoda never ran at lightning fast speed. Well, sometimes he did. Okay, there's a weird fight scene in one of the Star Wars movies where you're like, my gosh, Yoda can really move quite quickly. But overall, Yoda plods along at a fairly slow pace and has amazing emotional intelligence. We need to be a little bit more like Yoda. We need to think about our veterinary patients. We have to relish in the reasons why we went into this industry. And when we take the time to stop, take a breath, observe, and then proceed, and just relax for even 30 seconds, we get better control of our emotions. It's certainly not perfect and everyone has their own outlet, but I would recommend starting there and then doing deeper dives into how to get better control of your own emotions. I hope that this helps. Check out all the other amazing blogs and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. Sign up to the members only page and you'll have full access to all the blogs, podcasts, and even what I call quick tips, which are five minutes of me rambling about short little things that I think are important. Have a wonderful day and keep on being a unicorn. Thank you so much.